Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Happy Tuesday. It is day two for many students and teachers across this great state. Uh, there are others who are getting ready to start next week and in the weeks to come. Uh, my best wishes to all of them and the parents, of course, making all these plans and uh, changing routines and such already uh, to get back into the classroom and learn. I, you heard me yesterday going on and on and on ad nauseum about my own recollections of the first day of school, what I wore, what I was feeling, what I learned, the, the friends who I met, who I still have uh, relationships with today. In fact, I was just yesterday uh, reminiscing with some of those other students on day one of kindergarten uh, who I still have contact with today. And uh, it was a sweet little uh, occasion to, to reminisce a bit. Well, it's also a first for a, a number of teachers. Think about this. Every year, a new crop of teachers step foot into the classroom and commence their teaching career. And for many, and for many, uh, yesterday, day one in the midst of this coronavirus era, uh, they uh, had the occasion of starting uh, their instructional career. On the line, I have uh, Miss Samantha Hansen, an elementary Spanish teacher in Davis County, joins me now. Uh, Miss Hansen, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm fine, and I'm pleased to be speaking with you here on the line. Let me first and foremost tell you, uh, my mother is a teacher. I have many family members and friends who are teachers, and every one of them I admire uh, all day long. And so that admiration extends to you. Thank you so much for uh, doing what you do and for making the decision uh, to, to commence uh, this career, which in earnest started just yesterday. How was day one for you? Um, it was good. I mean, we had trainings all last week and we talked about what to expect, but you really don't know until you have students in the classroom. So, I mean, all day it was keep your mask on, don't touch so-and-so, don't touch their papers, you know, a lot of things that teachers have never had to really think about in the, in the past, you know, just having minimal contact points and washing their hands every time they come in the room and just things like that. You uh, having you know just started your uh, teaching career. It wasn't that long ago that you made the decision to get into teaching. Why, why uh, was this an area of expertise you've pursued? Why, why have you put yourself in the classroom? Um, I actually don't have any teaching experience. I am fluent in Spanish, and an opportunity came about to teach Spanish. Um, and it actually, I had my interview with this school in May. So like right in the midst of all this, when we were hoping things would be different in the fall. And then when it came, you know, more through the fall, we realized that things were not as going to be as different as we'd hoped, but I was just jumping in and ready for it. And, and you, you had students yesterday? Yes, sir. Yep. 
How, how did they do? What were their attitudes? Um, they honestly did fairly well. I think, you know, a lot of them don't love wearing masks, but, you know, we just explained we're just trying to do our best to keep each other healthy. And, you know, they are used to big words like social distance. And, I mean, pandemic, virus, they say these things constantly because they've been home for almost six months hearing them and knowing what's going on. But they honestly did really well. They were happy to be back with their friends. And obviously a lot of things are different, um, but they are just happy to be here and just honestly going on with whatever sort of them they are really resilient and i've been very impressed with them now you you mentioned you're a spanish teacher you speak spanish and you're giving those types of instructions to these students i can remember uh doña rosa uh, Rosa Valentino was my Spanish teacher when I was in school, and I remember uh, one of the elements of instruction from uh, Doña Rosa that was so important was uh, being able to see her mouth. And the when she would say, okay, now place your tongue right here on the top of your mouth uh, and push it forward to get this sound and uh, roll your R's in this method, you are a, a little bit hindered in that ability where, as you're wearing a mask. How are you able to overcome that? Um, they, a lot of teachers and many parents asked, you know, if the shields were an effective kind of replacement for the mask and the CDC and the governor has actually come out and said, you know, that's not as effective. You could wear a mask and a shield, but the shield does not replace it. Um, but there's a lot of teachers and I haven't gotten one yet, but there's a lot of teachers that have masks that have like a little panel and the panel is like made of plastic or whatever, and it actually doesn't fog up. And so the students are able to see their lips that way. So right now, you know, we're kind of just getting into just greetings and just starting just more of the basics and just a review but I have wondered if that will be helpful so that they can see my mouth and can see the way my lips are forming the words well I, I think it'd be incredibly important if uh, if you could t- talk some administrator into sharing a few dollars and getting that special mask I think it'd be wonderfully helpful yeah uh, definitely I know they're looking into it outstanding what um uh how are your your fellow teachers feeling after after day one how do you feel in terms of your own uh you know safety and health and all that um i think i mean i personally i'm feeling pretty good you know like i said there's lots of things to look for at lunch not recess you know don't stand close together they can't play games with any balls or shared equipment or anything like that um and i think for teachers that have had even a year's experience they have different expectations now so going into this they're kind of shifting their minds a little bit to just keep everybody healthy and safe but i think there is a little bit of overwhelmment definitely because everything is so different but i think overall we're just everyone's just doing the best they can you mentioned earlier that uh, you know the students are getting used to these new parameters and the new guidelines. Do you have any marching orders in terms of what if a student just says, "No, I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, I don't want to do it." What do you? How do you handle that student? Um, that is a very good question, and that is not um, luckily not something that we've had to deal with very. Um, I don't know what the word is, like, just, like, aggressively, not aggressively, but we haven't had anyone really strongly at this point. We just kind of, you know, gently remind them, please put your mask back on. You know, they can take them back out. They can take them off at lunch, and we have, like, they're eating lunch outside right now, and they can eat up against the fence, and they can take a a mask break if they'd like. There are, most teachers have started to set up, like, a designated spot in their classroom, but definitely more than six feet away from everyone, and they could take a little mask break, and kind of get their brains a little bit. I think, too, I mean, most stores and places have churches have been requiring masks for several weeks. I think hopefully most students are used to wearing them. Yeah. And if not, I mean, we're just, we have given all the students options as well um, to do online distance learning if they'd like. So and, uh, probably 10% of our student body has chosen to go that way.
How has that process been for you thus far? Did you did you start any uh, online instruction yesterday, or when does that start up for you? Yeah, so we are just we're just heading in, we're just going. I'm trying to keep my classes, you know, kind of on the same page where with the in class instruction and the distance learning. But it's definitely like I said, I didn't. A lot of the teachers had, I mean, they were thrown into it, but they had practice in the spring and kind of know what they're doing. But yeah. it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, and I mean, it's you. You can see the students in class, but you can't necessarily see who's online or be online at the same time as them. A lot of teachers are having students they can Zoom in for the class time lessons, and that's been helpful, I think, to kind of be a part of the class and see their friends. And So I haven't done that personally, but I've heard that that's gone, gone fairly well with other teachers. Good, good. Well, Ms. Hansen, I'm grateful to you, and I admire you, and I wish you the very, very best. The students are lucky to have you uh, in the classroom teaching them. Uh, I, I hope you're able to get one of those transparent masks. I, I know teaching uh, and learning languages, it's very important to see how the mouth works, and so uh, best of luck on that front, and best of luck on this new career of yours. Uh, it, it is going to be wonderful. It will be trying. So it will much. be difficult. You'll head home sometimes. And you'll feel frustrated uh, with yourself and the students and maybe even the bosses. Uh, but if my mom has taught me anything after doing this for decades and decades, it's that ultimately uh, you do uh, have a, a remarkable impact on the lives of those students. And uh, after a short while, you every once in a while will probably be on the receiving end of a, a little note from uh, this student or that student saying, hey, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for what you've taught us and maybe even not that thanks for listening being a friend and being someone I can rely on each day that's the career you're embarking on and I admire you for deciding to do so thank you so much that means a lot thank you good 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 Uh, best of luck thank you this is your lunch break I know you stepped away so why don't you get back to lunch uh, and enjoy uh, day two of this new career of yours thanks again Miss Hanson we're going to take a break here when we return uh, we're going to shift gears pretty dramatically and take a look at what transpired last night it was day one of the dnc convention uh quote unquote convention it was uh you know a slideshow of videos (laughs) we'll walk through that i'll share with you some of my reactions uh did anyone take the high road we'll find out next on live mike i'm lee lonsberry and this is ksl news radio